does Kern ever stop talking? You're such a chatterbox, Kern. Why does he always have something to say? Kern talks way too much. This is Chatterbox Kern. Hey guys, I am back. This is Kern with another recap for The Real Housewives of Potomac, Season 5, Episode 21. Okay, this is The Reunion Part 2. And when I tell you, this reunion infuriated me in some parts. Like, I did not laugh not once in this part of the reunion because, for the most part, I was upset. Upset for many reasons. Upset because the women would not even hold Candice accountable just even a little bit and then for Andy to be gaslighting the heck out of Monique like the last time I saw Andy gaslight someone like this was when he held the reunion for the Real Housewives of Dallas season 4 this past January when he literally was going hard on Leanne and here he is now going hard at Monique and I just find it so funny that he tried to make Monique seem like she was a liar but then there were so much flashbacks to prove Monique's point. Makes you think what he was doing with Leanne. And maybe the, the producers just weren't on Leanne's side. Or they just wanted to let her go because they felt like what she was doing was racist. It wasn't. It had other connotations but it wasn't racist because Carrie's a white woman. Anyways, this is Potomac so let's get into the recap. So we open the reunion with Andy asking Giselle about how faithful Jamal is and Giselle claims that she's fine with Jamal and she's fine with that because she's been transparent with everything about Jamal and I'm like this girl seems completely broken. Candice asks if what Monique said is true in the binder and Giselle said that um, she'll cross that bridge when she gets there if it is that what Monique said in the band is true and Giselle knows it's true she knows it allegedly whatever she knows it's true and I just feel bad for her this poor woman is back under some kind of spell if it is even real and I just have to feel bad for her because why would she do this to herself again you've been divorced for like 12 years why would you put yourself back in the same position as you were 12 years ago because the streets have been talking and your your boyfriend's like reputation is still the same nothing really has changed so why would she do this to herself is her self-esteem that low or is she really that desperate for a bravo check and a storyline i don't get it because it doesn't make sense why she would do this and this is why i would feel sorry for her because for whatever reason she would do this it's just completely sad because like karen said she would support giselle but she doesn't know if the relationship is real so how can she be rooting for a family that is not real and that makes total sense Andy then made a claim that Jamal would have a lot to lose coming on the show being in a relationship with, with Giselle while dating a lot of other women and he's not totally wrong however however what he failed to say or at least what we didn't see because we don't know what they really showed on this reunion is the fact that they're not highlighting this is a pastor he's a pastor and he, he should not be engaging in any type of fornication or sexual behavior until marriage like of course fornication is not something you do in marriage but you know what i mean he should not be having any sort of sexual encounters at all he's a pastor he should be leading 
So we already know that Giselle is performing fellatio on this man. And that is not something that should be done to a pastor. Like, I'm sorry. Yes, we are all human beings, but you can't be the person leading the flock and is not leading by example or setting the example. It doesn't make sense. And that to me is what should be discussed. That is what we should be discussing. Not that he's coming on the show or he's dating because okay you're dating you sh that's okay that is encouraged in the church that is encouraged through biblical scriptures but engaging in anything that is of this world that sinners do that is not what a pastor is supposed to be doing and that is what we should be talking about that is it and that is why he probably would not want to be on the show anymore like he said last week in his ridiculous instagram story whatever it was so yeah I'm like, whatever their status is, I just feel bad for this lady because her whole situation is sad. Because if she's faking it, it's sad that she has to go this route to stay on a show. It's really sad. Like, yikes. So they take a break and then we go backstage and we see the green-eyed bandits. That's Robin and Giselle laughing about the banjo that Monique had. And, and I'm like, they're acting like this was lies. Like, Monique just had a banjo filled with lies. Because these women sit and laugh all day about Monique. Like you guys had a dinner. They had a whole dinner at Andy's baby shower or after Andy's baby shower to talk about Monique and her husband and whether or not she was cheating and whether or not her third baby is for her husband. So who really has time on their hands? Like putting a band together during a quarantine seems more efficient than going out at dinner after a baby shower and just gossiping about someone trying to ruin their life like that is something horrible and like these these two i'm just so over them i really am we then turn to ashley and michael's journey especially with her being a new mother and of course again michael cheating i'm literally sick of michael at this point because i've had enough i've had enough of michael railroading the season since season one i am andy mentions that he feels like year after year ashley has to be defending her marriage and ashley says that she isn't defending her marriage i mean nothing is even wrong if she does it right but she's simply answering questions asked and that's totally fair because of course she's answering questions that people ask and that's all you can do right so the issue was raised about wendy screaming at ashley about bringing dean to the lake house and she didn't even use the opportunity to apologize again. But whatever, we've already seen who Wendy is and she's not about apologies really. Unless it suits her. Yeah, so Ashley then revealed that the reason she wasn't so angry at Michael's cheating was because she's had her indiscretions before and he has forgiven her. Something else we didn't know but like I said, Ashley is really always open, right? And yeah, I really appreciate her openness because... The other woman can't really relate to this, especially Giselle. Like, we really know nothing about her. And even with this relationship with Jamal, it's like, is it really true? So, yeah, um, none of the women believe that Michael didn't sleep with a woman in the hotel room, as Andy asked. And I'm like, why would he lie? He's already got, gotten caught. So why would he not just fess up to having sex with the girl in the hotel room? Like, what else could go wrong you know at this point like he would not be lying about that so i kind of believe him 
And I believe what Ashley's saying, because Ashley says that until he gives her something to worry about now, she'll give him the benefit of the doubt because he has done that for her because of her indiscretions too, like I said. So then they talk about a clip from Michael in season one, running up to a producer and grabbing or touching his bum. And Ashley said she wasn't shocked by the footage because she knew the context and Michael was just joking around. Andy then mentions that the producer said he was mortified by what Michael did. And Ashley says he, the producer calls Michael's, Michael daddy. So that comment about him being mortified is a bit funny to her. And I understand that because if you're calling Michael daddy, how are you mortified? Just saying, I'm not defending Michael, people. That I would never defend anyone, groping anyone, okay? So Candice pipes up that he also has a job, which is a producer, and he wants to keep his job. But Michael is the accessory to the talent. The talent is Ashley. She is the housewife. So losing him is nothing, right? Like, he isn't the housewife. So what job could the producer be afraid of losing? Like, you guys are the employers. So if you feel like Michael groped you or you were harassed, why would you still be filming? It doesn't make sense to me. Like, I'm trying to understand it. I'm not saying this person isn't entitled to their feelings. But as Ashley said, he calls her husband daddy. That means they have some kind of familiar relationship. Like, you guys call the shots. Robin then mentioned that this was what she brought up last season with the producers telling her and Giselle that Michael grabbed their butt. So I'm wondering here if there is pluralized. But because it's this one producer, I'm going to think it's singular and they were just using it as the pronoun. Either way, as I said, Michael should not be grabbing anyone's butt. But, as I mentioned, but. <laughs> but. Anyways, this is the part where people might think I'm defending Michael's actions. And I want to make it clear. I want to make it 100% clear that I do not and will never agree with anyone harassing people. That is completely wrong. Keep your fucking hands to yourself. However, as a human being with a brain and who's curious to, and want to understand situations before I jump into full-fledged, like having a full opinion or firm opinion, I need to understand something, right? And I have questions. In season one, we know that Michael grabbed Andrew's bum because we saw it was a topic of conversation for the rest of the season after they went to the Virginia Beach House. But we know that Michael and Andrew were friends and my Andrew had no issues with it, nor, nor did Katie because they were all friends and they knew that they were just fooling around or playing. So we should start bringing up that particular incident because it doesn't count. Well, at least it doesn't count to me because they're friends, so they had a relationship, right? So... My next point is then, Michael, I don't know the, the extent of the relationship between Michael and the producers. I don't. But if this producer is comfortable enough to be calling Michael daddy, and fans have said, why is Michael comfortable with a producer calling him daddy? This is so funny coming from fans who literally talk about wanting one to do things to them and... That is disgusting. If you're talking about Michael's act alleged actions or what you think Michael's actions are on the show, look at yourself on the internet and what you've been tweeting about Juan or whichever house husband you want them to grab you a certain way or do whatever it is to you. That is gross, especially from the men who are complaining that Michael is a predator and he's he wants Juan. Look at what you tweet. Look at what you tweet. That is predatory tweets. Okay? Just saying. 
not defending Michael, but let's just put everything into perspective here. So I'm saying if this producer is comfortable enough to call calling Michael daddy, then something something he doesn't even do to the other husbands because we would have heard about it, well at least to their faces, does it then that mean he and Michael have a more familiar relationship? Something that Ashley mentioned, like they are close, they fool their friends. So for me, like again, as I said, Michael shouldn't be touching people because everyone isn't the same. But it, it just begs you to question then, can he, how can he be shocked that Michael grabbed his butt? Because you're calling someone daddy, some, a straight man, you're calling him daddy. And I'm, I'm assuming the producer is gay. May, he may not be, but you're calling him daddy. So I don't get it. How can, are you really mortified? I really don't understand. Mortified? Is that really the word you want to use, producer? I don't really get that. On the other hand, he can be shocked that Michael grabbed his butt. But they kept Ashley and Michael on the show to this point. We are in season 5. This show has been filming for 6 years. Because they usually film a like, couple months in a year before. And then we get the season the year after or whatever. So they have been filming for quite some time and they've kept Ashley up to this point, Ashley and Michael. So my question is this, am I to believe that this producer who is obviously still on the show was so mortified that they kept working with Michael on the show, someone who grabbed your butt that you were so uncomfortable with? It doesn't make sense. It doesn't. And it may seem to people that I'm blaming a victim or whatever it is, but these are questions that I ask. Questions were meant to be asked and a lot of times they're uncomfortable questions to ask because people people are afraid to ask them just because they don't want to be seen a certain way or whatever. But I want to understand the situation because it doesn't add up to me. You can't be the person in charge. You are the boss and you're so mortified that someone touched your butt in season one and you still worked with them up until this point. It doesn't add up. And that is why I understand why Ashley said, the comment the producer made to Andy or whoever asked, it was kind of funny to her. Like, so then they jumped back into the incident in last season. And Ashley said, Michael would never do that to anyone he's not good friends with. And he didn't have a, he didn't know the cameraman. At least not like he knew Andrew or the producer that calls him daddy. And we should remember that the cameraman didn't even show up to court, nor did they cooperate with the investigation last season. So the case was thrown out. And we should ask ourselves, why didn't they cooperate? Why? You literally had your story. You had your your stance. Like, why did you not cooperate with the investigation? Why not show up after the filing after filing the harassment claim? It doesn't make sense. Like, I'm just saying this does not look good on Michael's part. No doubt. We can't dispute that. We can't. But and as people say sometimes, there's no smoke without fire. But I'd want to believe. This is me saying i would want to believe that bravo wouldn't keep someone on a show that they thought or had evidence of them harassing people so it tells me that they know the context in which michael did what he did and they're using michael because it's so easy to do and at this point michael should just stop appearing on the show with ashley if they're going to keep ashley michael stop appearing on the show because you are being painted as a predator and if that's not who you are, it is damaging. Like, get off the show, let them film Ashley only. Because that, it doesn't make sense. Because the narrative is really disgusting. And if this is who you really are, hey, my hands up, 
and I'm sorry to everyone who might think I'm defending you, but I want to know, I want to understand, and that's all this is. Now, shifting gears a little bit, we start talking about Karen and her changes this season. Andy doesn't believe that Karen has been peeling away layers off each season. And Karen is like, I lost my parents and I've changed. I've changed because like when you lose a parent or and two, when you lose two parents in, in her case, you have to go through changes. And that's a good answer because she's opening up more. And she's less conscious of the fact that her parents were watching her on TV. And I find it fascinating because Karen is an older person, beautiful older person, but was still worried about what her parents would think of her on TV. So they talk about Karen spilling the tea about helping Ray out with the tax situation. And she says that she did mention it to Ray after she went home from the lake house. But she's not bothered by it as she's been spoiled for so long by Ray. So she she didn't mind at the end of the day she did not mind helping ray out because ray has had her back for 17 years basically because i think they've been married for a long time 17 years to be exact and then asks about the dynamic of the women's marriages how it has changed due to the money they're bringing in from the show <laughs> and money made it known that the little brother check is just for her side projects because chris's investment portfolio is doing quite fine and he's raking in the big bucks <laughs> And they could not believe it. He was like, surely he's not bringing in the same amount. And Monique was like, oh yeah, he is. We're totally fine. This little Bravo check is just for my little things, my little business in my investments that I don't have to ask Chris for money. <laughs> Shut Andy down. Robin really can't relate. <laughs> she can. She's like, well, I'm very careful about a man's ego. So when and I share the expenses, of course you do, Robin. You're not in that same category as Monique. And, well, as Monique. <laughs> so yes, back to Karen. Andy brought up the fact that Ray said he didn't love Karen. And Giselle piped up that she thought Karen was embarrassed because she feels like it wasn't the first time Karen heard that from Ray. And Karen was like, yes, it was. But I wasn't embarrassed. I was heartbroken. And this to me felt like more projection from Giselle because all she's ever known from Jamal was embarrassment still to this day she is getting embarrassed by him or she's being embarrassed by him so it's a lot of projection on giselle's part so leave karen alone she and ray are quite fine and they will be fine we don't know about you and jamal because he didn't even claim you in that instagram video that he posted or the instagram live so you should think about that giselle Now we are on to Monique's package and Candice just could not help herself from piping up. Like, girl, is you traumatized or not? Honestly. Andy then asks the ask about the imitation that Chris did of Monique. And Monique said that Chris is a whole clown. She didn't even take it seriously. He's just always playing around and that's just how he rolls. The issue about the rumor then came up and Monique gave the breakdown as to how the plot came about and how it was going to be brought on the show. Andy, oh my god, Andy claimed that it wasn't done on the show and I find it funny that he keeps saying that this was not done on the show, it was not brought on the show when 
they've been throwing out all about the tea you know that blog or the website all about the tea they've been throwing up throwing out all about the tea's headlines throughout the entire reunion or even the episodes when they were being aired but they couldn't show the video of candace talking about the plot like get the fuck out of here you've seen that video so stop acting like you didn't because it was on all about the tea also candace utters that monique is acting like a victim and i'm like girl are you serious Monique is a victim of what y'all plan to do. Like, Candace can't help herself. Like, are you traumatized or are you not traumatized? Like, let's, let's really call a spade a spade. Are you traumatized or are you not? We then see Andy giving a disclaimer about Bravo not condoning violence. And this is a part that infuriated me, as I mentioned earlier at the top of this episode. It infuriated me because we've never seen any disclaimer of this sort at, le at least i don't remember from the real house of, of new jersey when like since season one Teresa has been violent since season one we've seen fights we've seen brawls at the christening in season three we've seen fights in season five i think it was or season seven with wrote with um joe gorga judice when they were in vermont we've seen so many fights on jersey every single season that I can recall there have been or there has been some kind of bust up and you don't condone fighting. We've seen it on the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills when Lee Serena grabbed for Kim's Richard's throat and she threw the glass on the table splattering splinters all over on the people. You don't condone violence Andy Cohen. Let's talk about the fact that Rina later messaged Kim Richards telling her she's going to fuck her up. You don't condone violence Andy Cohen. Or how about on Orange County when Tamara threw that glass of wine in um, Gina Kyo's face? That's violence, Andy Cohen. Or how about when Tamara hit Kelly in Ireland in season 11, I think it was, of The Real Housewives of Orange County? Something we didn't see on camera, but it was mentioned. You don't condone violence, Andy Cohen? Come on, let's keep going. How about on The Real Housewives of New York City when the woman went to Montana, I think it was, and... Or maybe it was the Berkshires. I'm not really sure which one it was. But Kristen Tateman was on that season. And Ramona threw a glass at Kristen Tateman's lip and cut it. And then she threw a paddle. Or I think it was. You don't condone violence, Andy Cohen. Let's come on. Let's keep it. Go you want me to keep going? Okay. Like, I could keep going. I can. So for you to sit there saying you don't condone violence because you're talking about two black women. And you're trying to make Monique seem some like some violent person it's fucked up it is and i'm really disappointed in the women because regardless of what they feel about monique it's disheartening that all of these black women well especially giselle i'm talking about especially giselle robin candace and wendy sitting there and allowing andy to do this to paint monique in this light it's despicable it is despicable because we have never seen him go so hard on the on the women on the other franchises. We've seen him press Porsche about what she did in the past and now we're seeing him do it with Monique. But he's never held the women on the other franchises' feet to the fire the way he's doing right now. And it is fucking despicable. It is. I'm so pissed off. He then asks Monique about the picture she took at Ashley's baby shower with Charisse. So if she could do that, why can't she see why Candice would not think that it would be an issue for her and Sharice to be in the same room? And Monique mentions that the picture was just basically for PR 
sort of like how she and Robin went to an event the day after the fight happened. But so we know that PR stuff do happen all the time. So and she didn't speak to Sharice at all at Ashley's baby shower, which is something she knew that Sharice was going to be there. And that's all Monique wanted. That, that's all she wanted to say or that's all she has been trying to get out from the beginning. It's not that she cares to, if she's in the same room with Sharice or not because we've seen that she can. It's the fact that Candice was pretending to not know there was an issue between the two and not give Mother heads up. That's all this. That's all there is. So, But of course Candice wouldn't see that. Like she would never admit that because it would make her seem like she tried to set Monique up. I mean we could debate this all day but she would never admit it, right? So we just know this. And I find it funny because he then asks the woman if they believe Candice had bad intentions and Robin and Giselle claim they did not think so. Which is so, which is such a freaking like 180 from what they said at the beginning of the season because they were the ones who made it obvious that Candice invited Charisse when, they, when she knew that there was an issue with Monique. So I'm like, yeah, these two are such fucking frauds. Karen alone said it was questionable because she knows the backstory. So if Karen can be, can admit this, like why can't even, like I'm just so over Giselle and Robin. I am. I really am. Like they need to be shaken up. Monique admitted then that she overreacted at the fire pit because that question was asked. But Candice claimed that was that wasn't the only instance Monique acted up. And I'm like, what other instances because you guys didn't even film together that much all season. Like, let's go back in our minds. They filmed at a flashback that we saw both of them together. Then they filmed at Candice's anniversary party. Then they filmed at the dinner for Ashley. Then they filmed at Ashley's baby shower or the sip and see. Then they filmed at Monique's big house. And then they filmed at the winery. Six times they filmed together. Six. So I don't recall Monique trying to bully or goad Candice into a fight at any of those instances at all. Like I said, Monique admitted she overreacted at the lake house, which is like the fifth place they filmed together. So what is Candice talking about? It doesn't make sense to me. Monique then keeps explaining that she wanted to understand what triggered her and they wouldn't even let her speak. Andy and the other women, and when I say other women, I mean Giselle, Robin and Candice kept on saying that Monique was just saying stuff that didn't happen and even Wendy too and I'm like the flashbacks are proving otherwise like this like I mentioned at the top of this episode this is a tactic that Andy used on Leanne on the Real Housewives of Dallas reunion this year he would lie basically I'm like he's lying Andy is the one lying he would basically lie and people are like yes Leanne is lying see because Andy says it didn't happen, it didn't happen. And we're now seeing him say that what Monique is saying didn't happen. And we're seeing flashbacks that yes, it did happen. So you really have to ask yourself, is Andy being as impartial as he's supposed to be as the host of the reunion? Or he's so involved right now with the whole production of the whole thing that he can't even be objective anymore. Like, yes, this is his franchise, but he's hired by Bravo. So I feel like they need someone else at this point to host his reunions. And just let Andy be the, the producer because, yeah, he's not being fair. He kept on saying that this didn't happen, this didn't happen. When we see, it did. He then talks about Monique going after Candice again on the outside. 
And Monique is like, well, she, she kept yelling, hood rat ghetto bitch, you're fired. So if I'm fired, might as well finish her off. So this is what we saw in the preview. And of course, we, I knew there was some context to what Monique was saying, but they didn't get it. All these women are just literally sitting there, sitting like they have no idea how fights happen and what takes place. And even the fans of this show, like a lot of us watched Bad Girls Club for years. And we were there hooting and hollering and cheering on these fights with these young girls in their 20s. Yes, these are older women, but we know how fights go. We know how fights go. A lot of us do. If you don't, thank God, right? Thank God you have not been in a fight. I'm just so fucking sick of them. I am. Because they are really annoying me. The question then is, was asked about Monique's intention of inviting the other women to apologize. And then Andy says it's interesting that Monique was apologizing to the woman and not Candice. And Monique was like, well, I didn't feel as though I was wrong. I felt as though Candice was wrong. So I just wanted to apologize to the woman for putting them in harm's way. And thankfully, no one got hurt. Andy was like, well, Candice got hurt. Monique was like, well, so did I. And I'm like, Andy hasn't even asked Candice any questions about her part in all of this. Yes, Monique first grabbed her hair with after Candice was f like flailing her, flailing her hand in, in her face. Monique grabbed her hair. That was completely wrong. But it's like we can see what Andy is doing on this show, on this reunion. We can see it so clearly and the audience saw it too. Like they've been dragging Andy nonstop on the internet. Like he's more sympathetic toward Candice because she cries at the freaking drop of a hat. Just like Kyle Richards does, she's, she's been crying since season 1 and it's so easy to feel sorry for the person that's crying. And I fell for that for Kyle for years. But just because someone is crying, it doesn't mean that they're in the right. It doesn't mean that. So this is what is getting, getting me upset at Andy. It really is. Just because Monique isn't emotional now, it doesn't mean she doesn't have feelings. Like, come on. Like, it doesn't make sense. We should, he then says that we should no not he he didn't say that Giselle Giselle said that we shouldn't judge Candice or judge when she gets over her trauma and I'm like then why the fuck do we expect Monique to be sorry on on your time how can you expect us to not judge Candice for her trauma but you guys want to sit up there and judge Monique when she should be sorry like get the fuck out of here with that shit Monique dealt with her stuff okay but it's obvious that Candice's therapy seemed to only be for cameras because there is no way she could be going, going to therapy all of last year till now and she's still this emotional. I don't get it. Maybe I'm being really harsh here, but I don't get it. Like, at this point, fuck every single person. I'm tired. And that's the recap. Sorry for so many expletives, guys, but this episode was annoying me. Like... See, I hope part three really just wraps everything up. And that's it for me on this recap for the Real Housewives of Potomac Season 5 Part 2 Reunion.